Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL Podcast. Oh my god, we're getting into some development speaking today. Presentations. Oh yeah, baby, this is going to be real, real good. Just because I'm going to allow you to listen to two different types of presentations. Now again, guys, if you want to look at the speaking bank and whatnot, that's perfectly fine. Um, I do have that available on the Arsenio Buck Show Dot com. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of speaking, then I'm going to give you a TEDx from one of my main guys, Teo Roxon. Uh, and he, I love the way he speaks because the, the, the emphatic stress behind it. And then I'm going to give you one from, of course, a book. Um, and she's given a presentation. So you guys could be the one who decides which one is better. But when you give her presentations, especially formal ones... It could be TEDx, it could be, be um it could be anything, okay? But for uh, informal presentations, uh well there's not there's no such thing as an informal presentation. Uh Gary V does do informal presentations and whatnot, but a lot of people they always give grace at the beginning. So you can say, I'd like to get I'd like to begin by saying thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to stand here on this stage. Uh, ordering your art again, if there are arguments and whatnot, if you're trying to like, you know, if, if you're talking about renewable energy, you could say firstly, secondly, furthermore, on top of that, although that's a slight informal, uh, it's important to remember that you're going to hear some of these phrases in these presentations, um, Presenting opposing views uh, or opposing points, like you can't deny that, there's no denying that, you can't argue with the fact that. And then, of course, you can respond to those opposing uh, points of view by saying, let's not forget that. I would still say that. Even so, I still believe that. That doesn't alter my opinion, that. And then, of course, concluding your presentation, you could say things like returning to my my main point uh, to sum up, uh, to summarize, again, although people do that more in writing, you can use that, all right? So that's just to go over the speaking bank, all right? Now I'm going to transition into the speaking part of this. So I want you guys to think what these ideas mean. So I'm going to give you one. When we go online, we enter an environment that promotes cursory reading, hurried and distracted thinking, and superficial learning. What do you what what does that mean? Now, cursory reading meaning you're like reading very very quickly. Uh distracted thinking, you're not able to think uh you know, think predicated on your own, you're believing what someone else is doing or saying in their own writing. And superficial learning. Now, I don't entirely believe any of this. Um I would, yes, I would believe 50, oh, you know what, I'll believe 50% of it, because what you see online, especially any news outlet, it's all BS, right? I don't believe any of that. And why? Because I realized when there was a big uh, tropical storm, Pabuk, when it was coming towards Thailand, an article in America came out, and they said, oh my god, people are trapped on the island. There was no one trapped on an island. And if they were, you would see it in local media news here. And so people, they take news and they blow it up. Now, another thing that just uh, began emerging in America is something by the name of a bomb cyclone. A bomb, like a real bomb, and a cyclone. They say this because, oh, the low temperature, this temperature, that. 
that guys, it's a blizzard. So no one says blizzard. You guys don't say blizzard anymore. A heavy snowstorm. You guys don't say that anymore. You call it a bomb cyclone. It's the propaganda and it's the BS that a lot of the Western countries push onto the minds of everyone else to believe. Like, oh my God, there's a bomb cyclone. We're going to die. Do you see what I mean? It's like what Robert Kiyosaki said in his Rich Dad, Poor Dad group. When the swine flu happened, when the swine flu happened, a family of five would hurry up and go to the doctor because they are in fear of their children getting the swine flu. So they pay 500 US dollars for vaccinations. And of course, nothing happens, but they could have used that money towards purchasing potential real estate. You see what I mean? So again, guys, superficial learning, yes. On the website, you can't learn on websites, all right? They say that there's a BBC learning, all right? BBC, obviously, that's the British news. You don't learn from the news. Stay away from that junk. It's toxic. It's cancer. Learn from books. Learn from audiobooks on YouTube and learn from podcasts such as this one, right? So, um... Superficial learning, uh, I don't believe that. I believe that LinkedIn learning is far better than any than what any university in the world can provide. You get actionable steps and you get skills that are going to be required in the next 10 to 20 years. Um, so that's my opinion. I'm going to give you one more before I get into these crazy topics. Uh, let's see what we got here. Ah, number four. Information becomes a distraction, a diversion a form of entertainment rather than a tool of empowerment. So, again, information. They're not talking about videos or YouTube or anything like that. They're talking about information. It should be tool of empowerment. But let's look at it this way. Did information back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s empower people in the newspaper? Absolutely not. We don't know if it's true or false. We just believe what we see in the newspaper or what we see on the nightly news broadcast. So um, since when was information or any general information empowering? Now, yes, books, personal development and leadership and all of those, those are remarkably empowering and things that can push somebody to the next big success in their life. However, Information can be just about anything, so you have to be very, very weary of what you are ingesting because that's what you become. So, guys, there are two others. Again, you could check it on my blog. You could do a nice little writing, discuss it with a friend, discuss it through your language, online, whatever it may be. And so what I want to focus on here now is the presentation. So with the speaking bank and what I just talked about, you're probably going to hear one, and then I'm going to give you the TEDx. And I want you to listen to the tonality. I want you to listen to the accents because one's a British accent and one's an American accent, kind of. Um, and you guys are going to be very, very amazed who these people are. As a matter of fact, I only know one of them. But the other recording, let's just see how it goes. So here we go. The first thing I'd like to say is that, in my opinion, it's true that the Internet is changing the way that we think and the way that our minds work. However, I do not agree that this change is necessarily for the worse. First of all, I would argue that the human brain always adjusts to change. I would say that that is what makes humans special, different from animals. 
When film and television first appeared, many people thought that people would stop reading or thinking for themselves. Whilst it's true that TV in particular has made a huge impact on the way people spend their leisure time, this does not mean that there are no longer any great writers, thinkers, scientists or inventors today. Another important point to make is that the internet has helped improve our minds and the way we think. When my parents studied at school, they spent hours and hours memorising information, learning masses of data by heart. What a waste of time and brain power. Now we can access all the information we need with just a click. This does not make us less intelligent. Just because we have calculators does not mean our brains have got smaller. It means that our brains can concentrate on other, more useful matters. Finally, I accept that the way we read on the internet is faster and more superficial than the way we read a great work of literature or a complicated science textbook. However, just because we spend time on the internet doesn't mean that we can't read novels and reference books too. To sum up, the internet is here to stay and nothing will change that. It has brought changes for the better and changes for the worse. I believe that it is only dangerous if we let it take over our minds and our lives completely. I love the point she made. Now, guys, do you see in presentations, when you add these things, of course, ordering your arguments, presenting the opposing points of view, uh, returning to your main point like she did, and beginning your presentation as you heard in the beginning, it provides so much more flow. You can hear her tonality going up and down, up and down. And so, yes, adding these are great, and she had an excellent argument behind it. A lot of people would say, oh, the internet, oh, social media, it's so bad, it's so bad, I've been off social. Listen, social media can make you a lot of money and make you a success in your field of on divorce. Stop complaining. They said the same thing about the TV. They said the same thing about the telescope. They said the same thing about the planes, the boats, everything. All right, the first car. Do you know how much Henry Ford was hated? <sighs> but I love what she said. And so now I'm going to get into my favorite man in the world. His presentation is amazing. Now, amazing. now listen to the different variation, the, ver the, the different styles of how they present. All right? Understand the differences around you and find the commonalities that exist within them. The third way to embrace the arts of diplomacy is to become an active member of your community. Whether you go to school, whether you go to work, or whether it, you live in a different neighborhood, ensure that you become an active member of this community. I'll use diplomats to illustrate this example. Diplomats, when they're posted out into a new country, they understand they are the representatives of the heads of state of the country. And so they must have a firm grasp of the politics, the geography, the economics of the new environment. And so I ask you, do you have a firm grasp of the politics, of the economics, of the geography of your current environment? And if the answer to that question is no, I'd encourage you to start because it's important for us to understand how the same set of rules affects different set of people. The reason why this is important is because this widens your perspective and allows you to see things from different lenses. 
you see things from different lenses, you're able to solve a problem that you might not have been privy to before. You're able to approach a problem with much more understanding. Now, once you've embedded yourself in this community and you've understood your community, I would encourage you to expand your community and seek to understand that as well. I got my start in this in eighth grade when Mrs. McDonald came in one morning and scrapped what we were supposed to do that day and said, you all are going to learn every single country and capital of the world, and I'm going to add bodies of water to that. That will be your final exam. Now, she said that she was making sure we did this because it allowed us to connect what we heard in the news to places in the world and allowed us to see that the world is much more connected than we initially thought. You see, the lesson that she was trying to tell us was what my dad was trying to tell me at a seven years old. The world is bigger than you. And if you want to succeed in it, you have to understand it. So I want you all to do the same thing. Understand the geography of the world, but don't just stop there. Travel more. Embed yourself in these new environments. And if you're at work, join an affinity group that has nothing to do with you. If you're at school, join a school club that has nothing to do with you. Constantly put yourself in a place where you are the different one so that you can learn how much bigger the world is than you. Understand the differences around you and find the commonalities that exist within them. A lot of today's problems are caused because of people's unwillingness to accept change, whether it's due to race, gender, orientation, or ethnic background. But I believe if we tap into our inner diplomacy, we can learn how to come together as one. Seek to understand more. Because the less you understand, the more you fear. And the more afraid that you are, the more dangerous you become. And so expose yourself to new environments. Explore your curiosity. And be in a state of constant learning. Because this is the best way that you can build empathy, tolerance, and acceptance. Collect and gather information. Become an active listener. And be part of your community so that you can embrace the art of diplomacy. Thank you very much. That is Ateo Roxon. That's my brother. Oh, my God. I'm trying to get him onto, of course, my ESL podcast. I was supposed to have him on a while back, but it was too late in the evening. It sucks so much. He has a book now. Um, and get this. He was born and raised in Nigeria. However, because his father was a diplomat, he had to live in uh, five countries on four different continents. He speaks probably seven to nine languages. And so what this does, this destroys now the paradigm of what a lot of you may have believed what Nigerians were and what you guys believe through all the information that's been online. And so now... You guys are like, okay, wow, this is an amazing guy. How can I, you know, you, you can watch the full video, of course, on, uh, what is it, TEDx. I'll make sure I put the link in the description and whatnot. But um, again, I love how he says, seek to understand. 
And I think a lot of people, especially in Asian cultures, they need that immediately. People in Texas, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, they need to seek to understand. Because you know what? Without seeking, they build up that fear. And if you're afraid, you become dangerous. And this is what's happening around the world. This is why there's so much servitude. This is why there's so much segregation across continents and across beliefs and social, ethnic backgrounds, cultures, creeds, colors. It's because of this. And I love it. The art of diplomacy. Teo rocks, and man, I'm trying to bring him on. So guys, stay tuned for that. And hey, guess what? Listen to You heard that tonality. It was very slow. He sped up a couple of times. And I love it because he always had a smile on his face. It's kind of like a cheeky smile. So there was no way that people could actually take it very, very serious because he was speaking from such a warm place in his soul. And that's what I could feel. You can hear the thought groups, okay? He didn't really speak like Tony Robbins does or like Gary Vee does. He had thought groups and he separated it. All that chunking, he separated it little by little. There were times that he went on a spurt but more or less, you understood it. So guys, man, I hope you enjoyed this, man. Go check out my man, Teo Roxon, of course. Hopefully I bring him on very soon and I'll be bringing other people on here very soon. So guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.